Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, stop your Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pack Therapy. I am your humbled host, Joe Giglio, joined by Wolfpack great Mike Glennon. And Mike, you know, you and I go back a few years. And like many people, when you first met me, you didn't necessarily appreciate my nonsense. This does not make you unique. However, like fungus, I have a tendency to grow on people, right? Maybe not in the best way, but eventually you're like, you know what? I like that, Gilio. And this is a long way of me telling you this is why you like me. You were right last week, and I was wrong. You see, nothing gives me greater pleasure in life than when someone says those words to me. You were right. I was wrong. NC State, 30. Wake Forest, 21. We sat, we talked about the game, and you said if NC State can copy some of the things that Louisville had done, to Wake Forest the previous week. Interceptions, sacks, heat up Sam Hartman, get him a little bit uncomfortable. MJ Morris could play the way that he did at the end of the Virginia Tech game. Then NC State could win the football game. I believe I said, no, no, that's not going to happen. And you said it could. It definitely could. And you gave the formula so. Mike Glennon, you were right. I was wrong. This might be the best intro ever to pack therapy. I mean, I was exactly right. It's like, this is like a argument. It's just an argument, but go home with your wife and to hear those words come out of your mouth, Joe, this is just, this is beautiful. And, and I was exactly right. Sad, to the, I said to, to the, the point of, I think they had eight sacks and you're like, if they could get four, I said eight sacks, eight turnovers. If they could just get half, they got four sacks. They yeah. got three turnovers. I said, if they could keep it within the twenties, we can do it. I mean, Joe, I know it hurts you. I mean, it almost is a point where it makes this, you sound like you're sick. Like, I, I no, can no, hear no. it in your voice. You're sick. No, no, no. It doesn't hurt me to be, um, oh my goodness. It doesn't hurt me to be wrong. It, or, or take it this way. It doesn't hurt me that NC State won the football game. I think what hurts me is I was wrong about Wake Forest. That's what hurts me. Because I gave one of the greatest epic rants in podcast history, however many weeks ago, when I explained to people that the, the way Wake Forest wins football games is by taking shots down the field, which is exactly what NC State did to Wake Forest. So that part was kind of glorious 
to watch. So let's let's continue this discussion because NC State plays Boston College this week. Boston College is a, is a shell of, of what they could be. They're really struggling. They're probably the worst team in the league. Uh, we'll have to get Sean Glennon back on here. I'll have to admit that part. Um, I expect NC State to handle its business this week. But I do want to go over what was so important, not only about the Wake Forest game, but how they won the game and where as a program they can build off of that game. So it's you're going into this game and you're thinking, all right, maybe it's an anomaly what Wake Forest had struggled with against Louisville. How do you possibly duplicate that? So let's start with that because it does seem like the defense is really what set the tone. I want to get to MJ Morris, of yeah, course. I was but I, it just feels like the defense really set the tone in this football game for NC State. This is one of the best defenses in all of college football. And the thing that I loved about it is they hadn't pressured as much up to that point. So now they're showing they can do it all. They can sit back in coverage and win. They're one of the best teams in the country against a run. But that Wake Forest game, they showed they can get after the quarterback, bring the pressure, bring it from all over the place. I mean, it was an absolute blitz fest. Tony Gibson was bringing, it wasn't just like bringing one guy. It was bringing two to three guys where Sam Hartman had no choice but to get the ball out of his hands. He held on too long, taking sacks. I mean, everyone got involved in the party. They were in full-on attack mode. So, you know, opposing offense coordinators, how do you game plan against this defense? You got to be prepared for everything. You got to be prepared if they if they bring the house. You got to be prepared if they drop back into coverage. Um, we knew coming into the season the strength of this team was going to be the defense, and they have completely lived up to that, if not more. I mean, it is, it is um, like I said, it's one of the best defenses in the entire country. I thought the sequence where Isaiah Moore had the two plays in the backfield, force Wake to attempt a field goal at the end of the first quarter. Wake misses the field goal. So he goes, Isaiah Moore, middle linebacker, goes from saving four points to saving seven. Those are the kind of plays when we go into a season, and and you just said they're one of the best defenses in the country. I want to give some credit here, but I also want to push back just a little bit in this sense. The, that sequence where Isaiah gets in and sacks Hartman twice, okay, makes two plays in the backfield, that was missing in the Clemson game. That was missing in the Syracuse game, okay? So the mindset that they had to win with their defense is somewhat troublesome to me in 2022. It's more of a, when it's necessary, can you win with your defense? And I thought, as good as the offense was, I thought the defense really set the tone in this game. So what I thought was missing were those individual plays that we saw from a player like Isaiah Moore. Okay. The week before against Virginia Tech, Peyton Wilson was outstanding. Because oh. remember, they had a after giving up the 21 points, NC State's defense had to win that game too against Virginia Tech. It wasn't just MJ Morris. I think Drake Thomas has been outstanding from A to Z this season. Isaiah Moore interesting case because I, I believe he's the leader of this team. I don't think there's any question he's the leader of this team. He tore his ACL though. Last year game six or game seven at Miami I know everyone's supposed to be Adrian Peterson now Mike but it probably takes a year and well guess what we're, we're past the year mark now for Isaiah Moore and I thought that made a big difference in Saturday's game. Yeah so 
this is a, a feature that'll be on uh, One with Wolfpack, the the TV show. I met with Isaiah Moore yesterday, and he talked about those exact plays. And he said that that goal line stop, so it was first and goal from the one. Yeah. He said they were prepared for them to run that play. They Wake Forest scored on it last year, so they knew they were going to try to run that play again, so he just shot the gap. And I think that's a credit to this coaching staff, to these players that, okay, all week you talk about, well, this is what they did to us last year. But then you get to the game, and sometimes things are moving so fast that it can, you know, get out of you don't you're not thinking about it because there's so much going on. But they've been trained so well that in that moment when there's so much pressure, he was ready to go and he played really good. It was it was that play. Then he gets a um, he gets in on a sack, I believe, or no, 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 another tackle for loss. The next play, and then a sack. So I mean, to go to your point, this first quarter where you're the momentum can go one way or another, this defense was ready to go. And, and Sam Harmon did throw for a bunch of yards, but he was uncomfortable all day long. And it was just complete attack mode from this defense. To your point of, of why, you know, the Clemson game, it wasn't the same. It, I think the philosophy might have been different. We want to sit back and confuse them. Syracuse didn't exactly light up the scoreboard against them. I mean, I don't think that is exactly the 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 fairest argument against the defense but that Clemson game yes the game of the year that when it mattered the most you didn't see that same attack mode mentality from this defense but you know you you give credit to the coaches they adjust yeah as well so um figure out what you're good at figure out the best way to attack this particular team and they clearly did that against Wake Forest on Saturday now just try to explain to the audience that as someone who played in the NFL for nine years, as someone who played college football in you know, the two years that you were the starter, it's one thing to confuse MJ Morris in his first college start, a true freshman. Sam Hartman's in his fifth year of college six. football. Is this is six. This is his fifth. He, he has another year of eligibility. So this is a veteran player who knows that offense better than anyone, and. They threw Jakeen Harris has the interception on a play where he drops off, look like a little bit of a zone yeah. blitz concept. And I, I thought that's a great sign because you want Hartman to start thinking. But just walk us through a little bit of how difficult it really is to get a quarterback of that ilk to be com- discom- completely discombobulated in the way that he was in a game where you just said it. You had to know. All of the stuff Louisville did, the state was going to borrow some of it at least. It is definitely difficult for, for a true fresh. I mean, your head is absolutely spinning. But the further you get along, it is harder to confuse. But I will say, if you start feeling the heat, you start feeling the pressure, the whole term, you start seeing ghosts. It's a real thing. I mean, if if you're getting play, you're getting hit play after play. You're going to start being more hesitant. You're going to try to get the ball out of your hands. It's only natural that the more times you get hit, you know, you're going to try to prevent that. So it is a real thing. And you saw it, the the interception at the end. You know, the first, we go back to that first one. It was a good job by the corner kind of falling off and getting that interception. And Sam should see that, but you can also see why he's got to get his eyes out in front, but things kind of happen. The one at the end, he felt Isaiah Moore coming again, and he just threw the ball up. Like it was like no moss. Like I'm done. I'm not getting hit anymore. I'm getting this ball out of my hands, which led to a, a an errant throw. So as a quarterback, 
I don't necessarily think he was overly confused. Like, he knew what he was looking at. It was just the point of, like I said, it's no more. I'm I'm done getting hit. I'm getting this ball out of my hands. Um, Two weeks in a row now, I've been on my back a lot. I'm sick of turning the ball over. Then you start playing a little hesitant um, with the the fear of of failure in in the sense of you don't want to turn the ball over. So just your whole mindset, your whole psyche gets thrown off when back-to-back weeks you have – I mean, that's nine turnovers in two weeks. That's 12 sacks in two weeks. I mean, I'll be interested to see how he plays the rest of the season. I looked at Sam Hartman on Saturday night, untrained eye, and I saw a guy who I do not think will play in the NFL. I'll tell you why. When they run the mesh, he knows what he's doing. Okay? When they don't run the mesh... He's not decisive enough with the football. And I've got really bad news for you. If you're not decisive after five years of running the same offense, you don't have a chance of playing in the NFL against faster teams. You don't. Yeah, I, I felt like there was times where he didn't get the ball out of his hands quicker. Well, yeah. Like, when it's cover zero, you're not going to have enough blockers. Like, you got to get the ball out of your hands. And he was holding on to it at times. And some of it was these slower developing routes, but... It, I tend to agree in the sense that a lot of their success is from that zone yeah. mesh. And the well, guess NFL what, doesn't, is a different guess what game. doesn't work when you're down? When right. you want to run the stupid mesh, go ahead. Go run for three yards. You have to have the threat of the run for right. it to be effective. Right. So, uh, which, going back to your point of why that was a, such a crucial stop in the beginning yeah. of the game, because Wake Forest is built to play from a lead. From ahead, for sure. Where from behind that whole offense gets thrown off and and you have to come up with a whole new game. And, and, you know, let's give credit to, I don't know. I don't know if MJ Morris has that much of a command of the huddle already, or if Grant Gibson really stepped up his game, but no procedural penalties for NC state's offense. I think that made a huge difference, particularly when you looked at wake forest had six in this game, you know, two weeks in a row. Now I think you see the major difference in NC state's offense when the other team beats itself and you don't beat, yourself makes a huge difference. I know it's like coaching 101 over here. I know I'm not supposed to understand any of these things. However, every once in a while I do. Now, this is such a feel good episode of pack therapy. We're going to continue with things that we like from the Wake Forest game and talk a little bit about what's next after this. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash BoostByTaxDay to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, just in case you missed the start of Pack Therapy, I'll say it again. Mike Lennon was right last week. The best part about that was 
like immediately on Twitter, someone shouted at me and said, you better make sure you give Mike Clennon. Keep it coming, people. Come on. Credit for being right. I saw a number of people at the tailgate uh, Saturday who were like, what's going to happen tonight? And I was like, you already know. I, I don't think State's going to win. They're like, I know, but, you know, I, I think they're going to do it. You know, I'm going to tweet at you when they do. I said, and they, they even said, you really should have listened to Mike Glennon. <laughs> he knows more than you. He does. He does. Um, before we get into MJ Morris, a couple other things that stood out to me from the win over Wake Forest. The receivers. Keon Lassane. I don't know where that's been. I'm not trying to knock him. I think he's kind of steadily worked his way up as the season's gone along. He made some he made some huge plays in this huge. game, particularly on the drive where you know he ends up with a touchdown. But I mean that's that's kind of what's been missing. I'm sure Devin Leary was probably standing over there going, wait a second. <laughs> where was this when I was there? Uh other than Keon, what what else did you see that you liked? Or even Keon if you we're talking aside from MJ? Yeah. I, mean, I, I think the whole offense looked good. It was a all-around good performance. I think you have to go with the receivers, though. It was those receivers stepping up. Keon was saying, I mean, Thayer did his thing again. But it was guys that, honestly, I didn't even know really who they were that were stepping up. And, um, I mean, Daryl Jones co- coming up with, with two touchdowns. That's not a name we've heard really this year. Um, so that's kind of back-to-back weeks. Even as Virginia Tech, we saw different guys stepping up. And, yeah, Timmons against Virginia Tech. Right. All all season long, it's kind of been the Thayer show, deservingly so, but you know, Thayer and Devin Carter have been kind of the two guys, and now we're seeing more and more guys. Keon Lassane did have a, a, a great game. Um, so it, it, I don't have the exact reason why all of a sudden it, it seems to be clicking. It's kind of weird to think that this true freshman quarterback that all of a sudden – the passing game starts looking better compared to honestly, even when Devin was out there. So, um, the, the offense as as a whole just played really well. I mean, Jordan Houston continues to run the ball really hard. Offensive line played a good game. They did. When you have a defense like NC State, you just have to play complimentary football and take care of the football and do enough. And, and this offense is doing that right now. Um, so it's a credit really to the entire team. All right, let's get into MJ Morris. 18 to 28, 210 yards, the three touchdowns. Ended up carrying the ball 19 times, not all by design, 43 yards. What impressed you the most about the about the young guy? To me, it was that Virginia Tech wasn't a fluke. Okay. I mean, this guy is here and and it's his composure. It's his um honestly to me it's his press game or post game presser like this guy just he has a really good way about him. Um, he seems like a great kid. He seems like he's confident, but he's not cocky. The, the the moment is not too big for him. I mean, that was a big game. Yeah, back to back weeks. You know, you got the ESPN Thursday night game. Then you come in against a good Wake Forest team again on the ACC Network prime time, and he just looks comfortable. And this is without saying he is a fin- he's not a finished product yet. He he missed some throws. There are some things he can get better at. Keep going back to that. He's a true freshman, and this offense is looking better now than it has at any point in the season. He's throwing the deep ball well. He's extending plays. He's running running with the football. Um, another week of going through his progressions, getting the ball out on time. There, there really isn't much to complain about 
other than a few a few missed throws that's going to happen w- with a young player. Do you see more progressions and more reads from him, or is it? I, I I know the deep shots are mostly all right. Here's your first guy. Let's take this shot. I like that he never really underthrows those. It does seem like I'm going to give my guy a chance to get it, and no one else. I like that. Uh, I like that he takes the shots. You know, yeah. I think we've been calling for that all year. So that that's good. But is there when you look at how he's kind of doing some of those other plays, do you see a little bit more of a a sophistication there? I, I don't think they're it's not like they're running a new playbook. Okay. It's the same plays that they were running with Devin. And honestly, I think it shrunk a little. They're okay. running less, but they're doing what he likes and is comfortable with, obviously. And he just sees the field well. When the shot's there, he takes it. When it's not there, he's going through his read. Um there was one time where he over or he I think there was a post route where he hit right away. I mean, he's just giving the guys a chance to make plays on the football. And not that Devin wasn't doing that, but it seems like the guys are coming down with him now. So things are just clicking better than they were, in all honesty, than than probably when, when Devin was there. And that's not a knock on Devin because Devin is a unbelievably talented quarterback. It's just, for whatever reason, it seems like things are meshing better now than they were earlier in the season. As someone who was asked occasionally to run the read option, what difference does it make when that quarterback is actually a threat? It's a huge... You, defensive coordinators fear a quarterback that can run because now there's a numbers advantage when the quarterback can keep the ball. Usually when you load a box, you, you have an extra guy because there's a guy that's responsible for the quarterback, but when the quarterback doesn't read it or keep it, then you have an extra hat in there to make the tackle. When you have a guy that can run the ball, now the numbers play out way more evenly. That's why like the Wildcat was invented, because you, you yeah. gain an extra number. And, um, so it's a huge threat. They're running a ton of quarterback draws, which, again, is a numbers thing. Um, that zone read, he can do a little bit of it all. Now, he's not – he's a good athlete. He's not a great athlete like what you'll see next week with Malik Cunningham at Louisville. He's not that – but he can do it. He can run the ball. He can make the throws. And then the the way that he extended that play with rolling to his left yeah, and throwing the, the touchdown. touchdown. And it, yeah. that not only was a good ball, but to have the anticipation that he's going to clear that defender that was kind of there. I mean, he like threw him open. That's just having a good feel for the game. Um, so I think the future is bright for, for you know MJ in this offense, but there's still – you know, what we talked about last week was how many games are reasonable to win. Yeah. I I think it's realistic. You know, they, they could, this is not a great answer, but they could lose them all. But they could win them all, too, with the way he's playing. There's not a game that I'm looking at these last three games. It's like they're not going to win that game. They have a chance to win, to win them out. 6-2-1-90. The only thing I didn't like were the number of hits that he took. Yeah. I think he might be confused, you know, back at Carrollton, which I'm sure was a great high school. He could run over guys. He could run by guys. He took a couple shots in the first half where I was, and I'm sure they told him at a half, like, yeah, MJ, yeah, we need to protect you a little bit yeah. here, bud. You know, yeah, we're going to design some runs, but, you know, the slide is your friend. Getting out of bounds is your friend. Uh, I'm sure he was sore. Well, I think uh, he was Sunday a baseball morning. player in high school. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, think I, he was, I actually he saw a nice, be. beautiful slide that he had. In the second half. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> he quickly figured it out. Uh, you mentioned they have three games left, Boston College this week. Then they go to Louisville. Then they go to Carolina the day after Thanksgiving. Um, uh, just to answer a couple questions for some people here. The way that the bowl games are set up, 
Clemson losing was awful for NC State. Okay. Uh, NC State, Wake Forest, Carolina, whoever you want to name. By losing, Clemson is now going to drop down. The, the ACC champ, Clemson's out of the playoff. Okay. So that means the ACC champion goes to the Orange Bowl. That means in order to get into a New Year's Six Bowl, NC State, even if they win out, they would have to be the only, they'd have to be the, the t- highest rated at large team. Okay. What that means for the Cotton Bowl, there's only one this year because the Peach and Fiesta are the playoff semifinals. All of the other spots are contracted. Okay. Long, that's a long way of me telling you the last two, this has happened twice in the college football playoff era where the Cotton Bowl has had been the one spot. Because remember, the group of five team has a guaranteed spot. Right now, they'll be Tulane. So you're looking at playing Tulane in the Cotton Bowl right now. That would be the payout, your ultimate payout right now. It's happened twice. Number eight, Wisconsin did it. Number 10, Penn State did it. So this week at 16, you still play number 15, um, North Carolina. If you beat North Carolina, then North Carolina beats Clemson. Maybe the committee looks favorably favorably upon you. The problem is you'd have to jump Clemson now somehow, and Clemson has the head-to-head win over you. So it's more likely than not that NC State's going to wind up um, either in the Cheez-It Bowl or maybe the Gator Bowl again or potentially in Charlotte. Um, but I do think that you're right, that 10-win barrier is still out there for them. And that that's probably the right prize to be playing for at this point. Uh, even the state championship, if you want to put it that way as well, you know, they have the win over ECU, they have the win over wake and then they'll get another shot. They'll get the shot at Carolina. So I, I don't know. I I, I just want to let people know that it's fairly remote right now. If Clemson had won, then the path is open to the orange to the next highest rated team. Then all of a sudden you have a real shot at the orange. Yeah. So it's like, you're getting, you're getting, uh, well, this is, we are allowed to swear on this program, but not now that we're on sports plus, you're getting hit both ways by Clemson. You lost to them, and then they let you down by losing to Notre Dame. Yeah, for the all of ACC, it wasn't good to see. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not just an NC State. I'm right. not. I'm not blaming right. Clemson as like hating NC State. I'm just saying as another team in the ACC, that was not. Good. And maybe in two weeks, it'll be even more in fruition. But like thinking of how the league is going to change next year with the format yeah. of the divisions. Yeah. Can you imagine if two weeks from now? We walk into that game, and the winner of that game goes on to the ACC championship. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said the day that they announced that the Coastal Division was going away and that they would keep it this year, I said, I guarantee you that NC State has the second best record in the ACC, and I guarantee you that Carolina somehow <laughs> still ends up in the championship game against Clemson. Unbelievable. So we will see. We will definitely. Hey, you know what, though? We're not going to end on that note, Mike. We Only positive vibes only this week. Uh, on here on Pack Therapy Podcast. I, lo- I want to point out to people I can't you can't really see it, especially if you're listening. On the back of Joe's laptop it says good vibes only. Mm-hmm. Like twice. I, maybe that needs to be on the front of your laptop yeah. to remind you. Want, you. <laughs> you want me to look at it? Hey man, I can't I can't change what I've seen. I can't change who I am. I'm happy that I was wrong last week. I am. I'm yeah. happy. Um I'm happy for NC's Day that they put it together the way that they did. And I hope they continue to do that. I, they, you're right. They can certainly lose to Boston College. They can certainly lose to Louisville. But now I, the table really is set for Carolina's offense against State's defense the day after Thanksgiving. Styles make fights, and that's going to be... Uh, personally, I can't wait for that one. So catch a new episode every Friday, of course, right here on WRLSportsFan.com. 
Catch us on Apple, Spotify, the Googles. You can watch us every Friday on WRAL Sports Plus. We'll be back next week with another Positive Vibes Only Edition. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.